0: It's time for Lacrosse Classified. And it's over the shoulder! Clip it for Emmy! What a goal! Your go to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Little Murray scores! Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lacrosse Class.
1: What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lax Class 274. We are now on here as far as the number of lacrosse classifieds we have produced. I say we. I am Jake Elliott. Santino Ferris is back with me. And uh, big show, Tino. Coming up, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. How's it going? Are you, uh, are you asking me out on a date here? Wow. Did you get me I didn't any know day? I <laughs> would say, would you be my valentine? <laughs> But I did not. I got one of those. But I, uh, I know you're a big, I know you're a big romance guy. Like uh, you just went out on a, on a date this week on your own volition before Valentine's Day. I can't imagine. Well, you tell me. What does Valentine's Day look like for Santino and and Jen?
0: Uh, it usually doesn't really look like anything. And I think uh, Jen has class uh, tomorrow or tonight, depending on when people are are listening to this. She has class on Valentine's Day, so. Uh, I can't imagine we're doing anything, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, typically like we don't really, I mean the the occasional, I think I got her flowers before and then she's like, I don't know, she knows that I like the, the, the sour candies. So she's picked some of those mm-hmm. up for me before in, in the past, but I don't know, not a big Valentine's Day couple.
1: Yeah, I we kind of put a marmatorium on getting each other like cards for Christmas and birthdays and Valentine's Day and all that. Like I don't know. <laughs> Those things are like 10 bucks a pop now and then you keep them around for like a week and then you end up chucking them in the garbage. I was like no more cards. Like we're not doing cards anymore. <laughs> well, that's good, man. Uh, everything else uh, going well with you? Uh Dowick actually sent me a, a text earlier today. You got to see this. I'll tell you about it though. Track Athletics on Instagram. Go look at this. A shot of uh, the ball hockey team there. Track oh. Legends. It's called, uh, is is the caption there. Saying, what would he say? Pylons wouldn't stand an effing chance. <laughs> Three exclamation marks.
0: Well, uh Jamie, uh good to hear from you through Jake again. I don't know why you don't just text me this stuff, but whatever. <laughs> um again, glad to hear that I'm uh, on the forefront of your brain there. Um I, the pylons are cruising into the postseason You're in the right po- now. We got now. Right, playoffs. We got yeah, we, we got a couple of weeks off, but uh we hit the postseason here uh, at the beginning of March. So does I don't they, know, now, Jamie. Hang on. Like, does, does everybody make the playoffs in your league? Uh, the last place team doesn't and the first place team gets a buy okay. we are neither of those uh, so we're in the first round so I don't know Jamie just one of these days like put your money where your mouth is brother I don't know I keep hearing about oh, it oh, The of, just, oh, just, just come do something then brother <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that might just that might be the, the call out right there to put him over the edge we have such a rivalry going yeah. and I've never even met the guy in yeah. person <laughs> He also apologized to me for uh, letting me down on my nine game. Uh, well, this, I know. Should've... Yes, you picked Calgary. Tino, we will.
2: No, talk. no,
0: no! I switched.
2: Oh So he no. should also
0: be apologizing to me
1: <laughs>
2: oh, no. when I
0: saw oh, Corbeil was in the lineup. I was like, surely they don't lose this oh, game. Oh man! And
1: now I look like an idiot. You Jamie. Had a t- You had a really tough week this week too, which was. A little unfortunate, which we will discuss in quarter number four week. What are we at? Twelve? Unbelievable. Uh, and the National Lacrosse League is upon us, so we'll make our picks for this weekend. Nice little schedule. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Montreal game going on. We'll talk about it all in quarter four. Last class lock of the week. If you recall last week, I tried to just go heavy favorites. Tried to get a win. Didn't matter. One for three, Tino, uh, with the heavy favorites. So, honestly, this week I just had to call in for some help as uh, the boys over there at OTCB cashed in on their parlay. And, and, and you know, I had that little uh, quip at the in third quarter talking about how they were a little cowardly over there from time to time and... Um, you know, looking for easy, with didn't take responsibility with making their own picks, left it up to the listeners to make the call. So they didn't have to feel any pressure. Well, Patty took it upon his own shoulders and uh, came up with the parlay. The parlay won. So I said, screw it, Gregoire, you're coming on this week <laughs> and you are picking the parlay for the classmates. Pat is a professional And this is what it's succumbed to. I've had to go out and get a guy from another podcast to come on this podcast to try and get the classmates to win. But that's the kind of dedication and sacrifice and commitment that we have here to the classmates. We want to get the people to win. Bring it on, Patty, in quarter three. Uh, I can't, I can't believe we
0: made it this far into the podcast and we, I haven't even asked you, like the Super Bowl was, it was a handful of nights ago. Like mm. what, how do you, how do you feel the suit? Did, did you get the outcome that you wanted were you singing Taylor Swift songs? How'd you feel about the halftime show? <laughs> Yo, okay. Like what, how do you feel?
1: <laughs> okay, here you go. I was, uh, a little underwhelmed from Usher. I big Usher guy, like I'll play some Usher and I'll sing to some Usher. But I was a little I don't know, it just didn't quite do it for me as far as what, maybe I built it up a little too high in my head as far as expectations go. So it was okay, not the best, not the worst. The game, kind of a dud of a first half, but, you know, good that it was close. I think it was the only third time that a game in the Super Bowl has gone to overtime, which was kind of cool. We saw the the new playoff rules come, come into play, which... uh I think really cost San Francisco in that game, not knowing the new playoff rules. I can't believe a team or a coach would not know that. I mean, what can you say, man, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. They got some, uh, they got a chance to do some real special here in the next five or six years. And we'll see how it all plays out. Taylor Swift, eh, whatever, but I don't
0: <laughs> know. what about you? Yeah. I, I mean, so I don't know. Maybe this is a hot take, but, in in the same way that it became, like, really popular to hate Nickelback for a really long time, <laughs> I think it's become popular for people to just, like, kind of shit on the halftime show regardless yeah. of it. Like, what, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. To be honest, I'm not a huge Usher guy. Like, I don't know all – I mean, I know the hits and, like, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll jam along to them. But uh, I don't Dance know. It I just was
1: feel
0: like – I feel like regardless of who it is – half of the population more than half of the population are like worst halftime show I've ever seen. It's like, okay. Cause you said the same thing last year, yeah. you loser, <laughs> like get over it. So I don't know. Like I, that always just really annoys me. And, and like in terms of the game itself, I, I'm one of those people that when, when somebody starts to win too much, Like I want, I'm cheering for them to lose. I was the same way with Brady when the Patriots were just crushing everybody. I was always cheering for the Patriots to lose. Now I'm very much so on the down with Kansas city
1: uh, bandwagon. I I want to see, see, I want to see the mighty fall. Yeah. I like to see greatness. I love seeing significant records broken. That's really what sports are all about, right? It's, it's the next guy to do the next amazing thing. And you know, long time ago, maybe not even that long ago, people were talking about how John Tavares' record would never be touched. And I don't think we can have that conversation anymore. Somebody's going to run down JT eventually, especially when this league starts to expand. And I think it was Travis Cornwall that brought this up, like, the league's only gonna the the season's only going to get longer, more opportunities, more games to score points, and the way guys are training now. And like, gotta remember, JT did this back when they were playing eight games a year. So you're not going to need the 21 year career at a high clip to to get it done anymore. You, you can probably get it done in 15, 16, and somebody's going to do it. Like T. Smith, I don't know, somebody's going to do it. And, uh, but I like watching that. Like, I love to watch greatness and then I love to watch somebody take down greatness and become even greater, if that makes yeah. any sense. Hand off the torch. There you go. So, quarter three, Gregoire. Quarter four, who you got? Quarter two, Halifax Thunderbird. I Can't believe we haven't had this guy on yet. Um, he's been in the league a long, long time and a good player at that in the league for a long time. Almost didn't get him this year. He was, You know, out, and then I think finally that the itch was just too much not to scratch. And back to the Thunderbirds, he goes as we'll check in with the Brockett ship. David Brock. We'll draw This guy was playing senior B in the President's Cup. There's no way he wasn't coming back to the National Lacrosse League for another kick at the can here. So we'll talk to Brocky in quarter number two. Look at this. Look at that moment of the week coming up here in quarter one. Rycor standout players of the week in quarter number one, and the week that was who we had coming up here as well. Uh, busy week here, Tino. You know, got coaches' calls. We're out to Vegas on Thursday. Had to squeeze in a, a round of disc golf in today. I got the Valentine's thing going on tomorrow busy week here um uh, but it was also a busy week in the national cross league and man oh man like you just you don't know i don't don't try and convince me that you're smarter than the other person or what you know what you just don't know what is going to happen on any given night any given game in this league and i think week 11 was probably the poster child for that. Man, some craziness went on here and let's get into it. Halifax kicked off in Friday here as they hosted the Desert Dogs and I love Halifax games cuz they always start early and you kind of get into things quickly and that's kind of what Halifax did in this game as well and I thought the Dogs were were right in this thing. Like they they played a good game hung right with the Thunderbirds you know, they battled back a couple of times in this game, but just uh, a few extra stops at a Warren Hill and, you know, home floor at the nest there and kind of more of a veteran team in Halifax who were really kind of starting to find their game a little bit here. And they take down the Dogs by two, but I I didn't mind the performance from Vegas one bit. I think this is a game that Halifax needed to win, should have won, and they did what they needed to do to get it done.
0: Yeah, I mean for, for Vegas, like we're two weeks removed now from that game against Panther City where everybody agrees that that they got embarrassed on their home barn and and they've played two really solid games since then. And especially everybody talks about how tough of a building the nest is to play in. Like the fan base is, is loud and, and proud and and it can kind of feel a little bit suffocating in there as an away team. I agree with you. Vegas, they they stood in there, but I mean, this is, this is a game where Halifax, I mean, I know you talk about how like, you don't, nobody really knows, but just statistically speaking, this is a game that Halifax should win Should should win, and they got the job done. The thing that makes me nervous is, is that it was probably a little bit closer than what Halifax would be comfortable with. And I think that kind of fits that narrative that we haven't really seen. I don't know if we haven't seen it yet, but, maybe not to a consistent point. We haven't really seen Halifax consistently put 60 minutes together. Like there's usually not even a full quarter. Usually it's like half of a quarter, sometimes more, but I would say half is usually pretty standard where they kind of take their foot off the gas a little bit. And in this case, it was the third quarter where they only get one goal. I mean, Vegas only gets two. So pretty, I would say pretty lucky in that respect. But if you're, if you're playing up against Uh, a contender, like if you're playing against like a San Diego or a Buffalo, could you consider yourself lucky? Like, would you realistically find yourself in a position where you only get one and a quarter and one of those teams is, is only getting two? like, they're pretty fortunate for that. But, yeah, I mean, this is a game that Halifax should win. They do win. And and I thought it was another strong performance from Warren Hill. Yeah, who was difference. had had a good bounce back few weeks here.
1: Yeah, not that Kells was was bad. I think Hill was just a little bit better. Vegas has really cleaned up their discipline. They've stayed out of the penalty box the last couple of games. That's a direct result why they've been in these games. I'll tell you this, Connor Curse, man. Uh, He's up there and caused turnovers, another 12 loose balls in this game. He's starting to find a little scoring touch, and the guy's motor is unbelievable. He just doesn't stop, and he can play a full 60. I'm convinced of it. I think Jake Saunders is starting to shine a little bit there in Las Vegas as well. And, you know, on the other side, for Halifax, no Randy Stotts in this game, obviously, but how about this, Aaron Woods kid? I know I know he's twenty eight and steps into the lineup. They haven't really missed Randy with Aaron Woods, who looks like a real player. I'm intrigued now. Then
0: when when Stotts does come back, of course you're you're always going to put. Randy Stots in over Aaron Woods. Like no disrespect to Aaron Woods. Of that's course. just that that's just the way but do you find a way now considering how Aaron Woods has contributed, do you find a way to keep him in the lineup, maybe like in a transition role, or you to use one less lefty or, or something? Well, like
1: how I mean I love Austin Shanks, Tino, but it just it hasn't fit right. Like it's almost like a Kyle Killen situation in Vancouver where the the jigsaw puzzle, it just Sometimes Shanks can go off for a big one, but it's usually when, you know, Randy or Clark isn't in the lineup and he's kind of the guy. You know what I mean? Where it looks like Woods has just kind of meshed with those two and has found a way to be successful. And let's listen. I mean, Shanks had four assists. That's great. But I mean, the kid's a shooter. That's what he's there to do. And I don't know. I, I think when Randy's back, that's maybe my odd guy out, as crazy as that is to say. To disagree, we need to move along here because uh, we got lots of games to talk about, and uh, let's roll along here. Panther City and Colorado playing on which I thought was a little bit odd in Texas Night in Texas, like, isn't it all every night, Texas Night in Texas? I don't, I don't know, but how about it here? This one goes to overtime, and this is actually a perfect little segue here because. I haven't even mentioned yet that lacrosse classified along with uh me our boy Brad challoner o t c b Evan and his random thoughts and a few others have joined up with a brand new website we've been talking about this for you know hinting away that uh something new something exciting on the horizon and uh I'm free to talk about it now as Lax Culture Daily is the new website home for Lacrosse Classified. And um, this was brought to me by one Jonathan Donville, Jesse Gamble, Brody Merrill, all kind of partnering up to start up this website, which is going to encompass all of Lacrosse, NC2A, PLL, NLL, Summer Ball. Uh, it's going to cover it all in a different formats and fashions throughout different mediums, which is super cool. So, Essentially, you know, as the Flash kind of shut down, Lax Culture Daily starts up, and uh, happy to join forces with all of those guys. And I know they're excited about it, too, and you can talk about that, Tino, and also talk about the the reason I clicked in is because it was producer Donnie of uh, the Back of the Bird, of course, and Panther City who gets the game winner in overtime, tough loss here for Colorado, who are right there. But that's a big loss for them. Panther City gets a home win, 14-13 overtime, Donville with the winner.
0: Yeah, just on the lacrosse culture daily stuff quickly, it, it's super cool to have another home to be able, or a new home transitioning over from Flash. And, I mean, I know it, it was the case over with Flash previously, but but it, it's cool to have kind of all of these you know mediums in one place and the reason why I'm so excited about that is is for potential like future collaborations that you could see down the road in terms of content whether it be like coming on somebody else's podcast or whatever it may be not to say that any of the hosts wouldn't have come on or we wouldn't have gone on or whatever but it's it's just cool that we're all kind of a part of this one big family again and we all have one place to call home so I'm really excited for what the future holds uh for Lacrosse Culture Daily and then I mean, in terms of this game, I said it last week. This has become like one of my favorite rivalries matchups. Yeah. Rivalries in the game today. I don't know what it is about these two teams. They just match up so well. And I mean, the the I guess sort of slumping of Colorado continues a little bit. I mean, I thought this was this was overall a pretty strong game from them, but Panther City just finds a way to to continue to stay in it strike whenever they found their opportunities. And it all ultimately come down, comes down to that, that play in overtime where, I mean, I think I heard Donville talking about it afterwards where he wasn't the, the go-to option. He was supposed to be drawn up for Will Malcolm, but Colorado shut that down and they drew it up so that Donville was the secondary. Yeah. And he ends up being the go-to. He makes an awesome move to, to fake a defender and get underneath. And then Finishes it pretty quickly into overtime. That that's a massive win for Panther City, and and it now really they is. and they find themselves back in the in a playoff
1: spot now. Yeah. A little show and go from Donnie, and you know Malcolm still with a good game, but um, Knox two and two, which is nice to see. He's starting to get a little consistency to his game. Colorado, uh, Connor Kelly, man, <clears throat> no fluke with this guy. Like this guy knows how to put the biscuit in the basket and is starting to do it on a real consistent level. Did it in Albany, now doing it in Colorado. Four and four for Kelly. Pretty impressive game, but, you know, just not enough from some other guys in that lineup. But the guy for Panther City, how about it from the Rook out of uh, the Harbor City of Nanaimo and Ryan Sheridan that, Remember like he got sat down and it was kind of like you know, you're going to you're going to watch and and learn a little bit and have the have a view from a different angle on what it takes and what we want at a little message sending there to the top pick. I don't think Ryan Sheridan's coming back out of lineup anytime soon after a five spot to go along with an Apple and that's the kind of ball that they're looking for out of the big right-hander. I mean and, and five goals on eight
0: shots too. Like he he's been such a dominant figure at the junior level for so long and obviously that's what panther city drafted him to be they need him to be that guy over on that side and work with crawford and work with donville and this was like the first game where we've seen kind of utter dominance from ryan sheridan where he wasn't shy about shooting the ball he wasn't shy about driving to the net he was using his athleticism to basically just get wherever he needed to go on the floor and it turned into the result being everything that he shot essentially turned to gold it was it was just an unbelievable breakout performance from him hopefully we see some more of that
1: yeah absolutely and and, you know these next three games obviously i was doing the game of vancouver these games were going on as as we were getting ready but you know i was trying to bounce around and kind of keep an eyeball on on all three of these as they were going on and I mentioned last week, I thought this was a real kind of a statement game for Rochester. Like, who are you, Nighthawks? And it's been a little bit of a different go, right? Like Hutch held him in there for a while when, when Hartley went down, and uh, maybe that's starting to take a turn here. And Dobson had, you know, started out gangbusters, but then there was some holes in his armor. And But I thought Rochester, like, okay, this is a, a team that you need to beat. You're at home. Like, time to turn things around here a little bit. But, no, Georgia kind of got back to their winning ways like they were early in the year. And this was just a well-balanced attack from Georgia from start to finish. Real consistent here, Tina. Like, no drop-off offensively. And, yeah, they they give up 12. But I think Georgia comes away from this game pretty feeling pretty good about the game that they played, especially on the road. And for, yeah. and for Rochester, man, like what, where, what do you do? Like, do you make changes? Do you stick with it? I mean, you're three and five, you're still kind of right there, but it's going the wrong direction and you can't just kind of let losses keep stacking up on you here. Well, the unfortunate thing for Rochester and like, I don't mean this as
0: any disrespect to Riley Hutchcraft, but Riley Hutchcraft was obviously not, the penciled in started at the beginning of the season, but obviously due to some, some really unfortunate injuries or injury to Ryland Hartley, this is kind of the situation that they find themselves in. And I, I think we're now seeing some of the effects to that. Like Riley Hutchcraft, when, when he first started this run looked really solid, really good. And It's kind of, again, not all on him uh, because I think Rochester overall has kind of been going over some speed bumps here, but that includes You get
1: video, you get scouts, right? Like there wasn't a lot on Hutchcraft coming into this. And as soon as, you know, offensive coaches get some video and some tape on some guys, things change pretty quickly as well. For sure. And, and, I mean, just
0: look at – Look at Dobson's 47 saves to just 28 from from Hutchcraft. Like it's that that's obviously a, a huge factor into this game that that Georgia followed their scouting report. They figured something out and they were able to run with it. The only thing that I am still a little bit concerned about with Georgia, and I agree this is a huge win for them, something that they really needed. And I think this is something they can really build on. But nine of their goals are coming from Brian Cole and Andrew Q like pretty unreal that Andrew Q just got two back-to-back game winners and back-to-back games, but you're still, you'll still only get one goal from Shane Jackson. He's putting up four points. So that's still good. But I mean, he's a goal scorer. They need for them to have long-term success. They need some more spread out attack. So it's not nine goals coming between two guys. Cause if they shut down that side of the floor, I mean, you're getting, like the the score is significantly different if you're looking at the score from from the righties alone compared to the lefties. Yeah.
1: Right now, Albany, Toronto, six and two, San Diego six and three. Then you get to Buffalo five and three. Halifax five and three. And then the weird one is Georgia is actually below Halifax at six and four because they got the extra loss. New York riptide five and four, which is nuts. And Panther City at four and four, rounding out your top eight, so Right now, Rochester on the outside looking in with Saskatchewan, Las Vegas, Calgary, Colorado, Philadelphia, and of course Vancouver. So we'll see how you know we're past the midway mark now. It's it's go time here in the National Lacrosse League. And you already said that you switched your pick. To, you know that was a big mistake on your part as uh, you had it right from the get go. Calgary went into Toronto and played some pissed-off, inspired lacrosse, and you kind of got the feeling pretty early in this one that the Roughnecks came to play, and Toronto just sputtered a little bit, especially in that third quarter. They had a big fourth quarter, but too little too late, and Calgary hangs on for... A big win here, a much-needed win for the Calgary Roughnecks, and you know that will make Sanderson feel a little bit better. I think it'll make Jesse and and Delbs feel a little bit better. Another goaltending battle, 11-10, as uh, Rose and and Delbs go toe-to-toe, but it's Calgary that comes out on top, so they split the season series. This felt
0: like a game that... And I mean, full disclosure, I'm kind of stealing this a little bit from, uh, from the NLL memes account. Cause they had another just incredible posting, but God it felt, it legitimately felt like a game where Del Bianco was just like individually willing his team to this victory, like refused to let his team and he lose. Can do that for sure. He can. And I mean, you, you talk about it so much about how it's a goaltending league. I mean, you see it right here. Um, obviously Calgary sputters a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter and it, looked like like all signs were pointing to, were pointing to Toronto uh, about to tie this game and they just couldn't get it couldn't put it together for one more goal at the end but for for Calgary like it seemed like they they found their transition game Wow,
1: well, which say. is look at which look at like it. that's their identity two for Hudson one for Simpson two for Matsuoka uh that's what the Calgary Roughnecks need to be successful right like, I, it's honestly that simple. Their offense is good. Don't get me wrong. Defense, good. Goaltending, great. But their transition <laughs> has been elite the last couple of years, and it hasn't been where it, it usually is. And I think here against Toronto it was, and that's what put them over the top. Yeah. The, the, their tra- I mean, you talk about – I mean Del Bianco and their
0: goaltending is is one of the pillars, one of the identities of this rough next team. But their transition overall is is a piece of identity to the point where every team in the league, when they're scouting and they're watching their film leading into a matchup versus Calgary, they're discussing the transition. You oh, cannot shoot out here mouth. on Del Bianco, but they still do it anyways. Like Calgary will will still run that ball absolutely like through everybody even though everybody's expecting it and they typically have success with it this year they haven't really found that that much success with it to this point but they found it in this game and shocker this is this is a game where they've found a way to get it done so I I think this could be uh this could be a game a win that that turns the season around for Calgary and and I hope that is the case because the league is in a better place when Calgary is doing good (laughs)
1: excuse me, I don't know what's going on with the throw box here today, Tino, but uh, you're right. They, I mean, obviously one of the best fan bases and uh, you're right. It's just one of those teams that's leagues better when they're better. And uh, I think they'll, I mean, like, honestly, talking with some pretty elite minds around the National Lacrosse League about the Calgary Roughnecks, like everyone expected them to be a top four team coming into this season. So, you know, the likes of Keenan and Miloski and, you know, some others, like, we saying, like, this top four team, I, you got to believe them, but they haven't got there yet. But uh, that was uh, a pretty positive sign there for the Raiders. This next game, Santino. I could not believe my eyeballs. Like, I don't know what exactly happened on Long Island. I know our boy Adam was there and uh, a couple others, Dan Arestia was there. But I look and 7-2 at halftime. I'm thinking, okay, like bubbles bursting a little bit here on the rip tie. This This is San Diego. They're really good. And maybe I shouldn't be all that surprised about the score line. And I don't know if the Seals... Kind of thought they could stick it on cruise control here and just kind of coast their way to an easy win over the Riptide, which might have been the case in years gone by. But the Tide once again turns here for the Riptide, Tino, and they got pumped 7-2 in the first half. 8-1 against San Diego in the second half. Seals put up 60 shots, so Dunks was obviously dialed in. And I don't know if you've seen that video from one Jeffrey Teet picking the short side top corner, like on the run. I was trying to explain to Danny how difficult that shot is to execute, and he just throws an absolute missile like on the run into the top corner. Anyways, what a second half here from New York who are now supplanted in a playoff spot. Winners of their last four in a row have beat the San Diego Seals. And the riptide look like they're the real deal, man.
0: Yeah. So Cam Cam Dunkerly had I well, this this was a goaltending matchup between two of the up up and coming best goalies in the league. Where are like, they from, Tino? Where are those two from? <laughs> Dunkerley with fifty-two saves. Incredible. And a I despite the loss, was pretty strong. I just think there was so much momentum in favor of New York as they found a way to pile it on in the second half. And I'm so glad you brought up that Jeff teach shot because it should be like, he should be arrested for being able to make a shot like that. <laughs> it's if you watch that video, anybody that says that his body language is, is putting that shot anywhere that other than top left is lying. Everything about his stick position, yeah his his body position even as he's releasing the ball everything about that shot says top left or at there's the very least far side there's nobody else
1: in the game that can do that
0: it's ridiculous and he just found a finds a way to just to hook it over to the top right corner that's that's like as close to an impossible shot for, a, for his, any goalie to save as there is
1: his mind is so elite that he is like 2 3 steps ahead of the goaltender like i think i've talked about this before like when a guy's coming across the top on the run, the goalie's thinking two two different shots tops. Teets thinking four different shots ahead of that. And like, okay, I'm going to shoot in the absolute last place that the goaltender would ever think I would shoot at in this situation and I'm going to snipe it. And he does it time after time after time again. It, it's absolutely mind-boggling how accurate and smart and then the passing and the vision, like, it, it's off the charts, man. It's off the charts. And, like, it's just – I think it's so great to see the team start to have some success around Jeff Teat now. Like, there's, it really looks like they've kind of started to figure it out. Dunkerley's found his game. They found the right pieces to fit together on that offense. The defense is a lot more solid, and there's a belief in that room now with that Riptide team. I'm telling you right now, they're they're a dangerous-looking lacrosse team coming down the stretch here.
0: If I could just add one more thing as well. I've been thinking this for a couple of weeks since this, like, this stretch of winning for New York has, has started off. The league is so fortunate that New York has found their game because if this was like a one in seven New York team going into this Montreal game versus Toronto. yes, man, that would be miserable. Now it's one of, it was two of the hottest teams in the league. One of them is certainly a contender, the other one, like we're still, we're pretty unsure about, but again, one of the hottest teams, and yeah, we're going to see coming what, off what, A
1: loss, like yeah, it's yeah, it's like all a all star Toronto now.
0: team. Th- this is shaping up to be a really good matchup. And at the beginning of the season, I think a lot of people would have said, like, oh man, like couldn't we have seen like Toronto yeah. Buffalo or yeah. something? Yeah.
1: No, you're right, man. You're bang on. Uh, I'm not giving you a hot take for that, but uh, you're bang on there, Tina. One more game, maybe I will. We'll see. Feeling generous. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: one more game to go here. It was uh, Marvel Superhero Night at Rogers Arena. Another great crowd on hand. At the Raj, Thanos-themed jerseys uh, near and dear to my heart. You know, gold and purple little mix in there with some black, and uh, they were looking pretty good. And this was, you know, I know this finishes a four-goal win here for Saskatchewan, 13-9 the final as... It looked like Vancouver just ran out of gas in the fourth quarter a little bit. I don't know exactly how to chalk it up, but there was multiple lead changes. I think upwards of seven ties in this game. It was back and forth and really entertaining to call. And Vancouver just uh, comes up a little bit short in the end here. Just, you know, I I don't know. Frankie, a few more stops. And what do you you say here, Tino? I mean... uh, Couple power play goals for Saskatchewan uh, and Keenan. I thought had a nice night for the rush. I mean, they they held Mans in check. I thought this was a winnable game for Vancouver, but it looked like the rush just wanted it a little bit more. Okay, so
0: I have a couple things uh, on this game. First thing, uh, I don't know if you listened to the latest coaches calls uh, that that came out on Monday. with uh, yeah, Jimmy Quinlan. So uh, I was listening to that yesterday while I was at the gym, and uh, so I was, th- down, I was, flex. yeah, you know, just shredded. <laughs> Whoops. I was at the, I was like in attendance for the game, so I wasn't watching all the right. broadcast. Yeah. But Brad mentioned something when he was talking about it was after uh Quinlan was off of the call, and he was talking about how there was a, there was a really good example of this kind of positive reinforcement that that Jimmy Quinlan does so often with his players. And he was talking about and he threw in a clip of the Patrick Dodds uh penalty shot at the end of the game yeah. when yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. of all of all people to throw in you throw in Patrick Dodds, someone who you need to start scoring uh hasn't really found his touch, kind of thing for for. little while uh obviously scores the goal and then there's a shot on the broadcast and you and Brad start talking about it of jimmy quinlan with his arm around patrick dodds in his ear that positive reinforcement that's coaching. i'm so glad that that brad brought that up on the podcast because again me being in attendance i didn't see that i didn't hear that yeah. so it was i went back and watched it such an incredible moment like i was that was such an odd it gave me chills cool. um yeah very cool with the game itself um i love that this The these are two teams that like there's a lot of fire here like shiliano was getting into it with right. martel yeah. like it, it it was This was a heated game between two teams. Like, Saskatchewan was obviously pissed off. They felt that they shouldn't have lost that last game. Vancouver feels that this is a team that they can, at the very least, run with, at best, you know, take down like they did last time. But these are two lower in the standings teams if these two teams can stay on pace over the next handful of seasons and continue to develop into better and better teams as they find their footing there's clearly some hatred here this could become like i mentioned with colorado and panther city this could become one of the best rivalries in the league as long as vancouver can can keep pace here and obviously we hope that they do.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any easier for Vancouver. They got to go to Toronto in a couple of weeks and I'm interested to see what they do leading up to the trade deadline. I think there's going to be some movement there and maybe some young guys start to get a little more of a look and who knows, you know, maybe some more minutes in in goal for Walsh. I don't know, but, you know like at this point you might as well start to develop guys like Dylan McIntosh and Claritch and what have you still trying and win games no question about it but you might as well start getting some younger guys some reps here and start working towards the future because it doesn't look like Vancouver's gonna be able to make a push for the playoffs here I mean like I said still a long way to go but tough schedule ahead here for the Warriors as well I'm really interested to see and I want to say March 12th March 18th something like that for the trade dead line and then uh, a street free agent time time frame after that i believe so before they get locked in for playoff rosters uh the, the other thing about that vancouver game santino is it produced the look at this look at that moment of the week brought to you by loading lacrosse
2: looks like they're doing a little reverse you might see in football and here comes bazin he's got
1: some with the d oh oh what are they gonna do he's using the roof daddy. Oh.
3: Look at that! Look at this! Look at that! ...recovery. We should
1: see him back this season. Double team on the ball carrier here. Still got it! Scores! Clip it! For Walter! What an effort! Look at this. Look at that. Roof daddy. Man, you just heard uh, that voice sound a little familiar there, Tino. It's not, you know, I could have gone with the Cody Jameson between the legs, top corner, short side. I cannot believe that that call and goal that you just heard right there scored from one Clark Walter. Shorthanded beats three, nay, four, Warriors to the goal I don't know how he hung on to that ball but that was impressive as all hell right there from the Poco product Clark Walter didn't even make the plays of the week I don't know how but he does right here on lacrosse classified because he's loading lacrosse's look at this look at that moment of the week yeah so uh, I was
0: there with uh, I was at the game with a friend over the weekend and when, when Clark Walter scored that goal like my buddy isn't a huge he's becoming a lacrosse fan he's been to like three Warriors games now this year yeah but he like audibly out loud he was like what the hell was that like <laughs> how did that go in?" and like oh well, we were both laughing over it. it it's funny this goal it reminded me a lot it was actually another game that you were calling from about when you were when you were calling games in Saskatchewan a handful of years ago, this one that Mike Messenger had scored, and, and you're doing color, and you kind of yell into the mic, yeah. get off me. <laughs> It gave me very much so those vibes, except, you know, add a few more defenders on Clark Walter. And also the cool thing about this was that he was mic'd up for it. Like Sass oh, put I didn't out know a piece that. of content. And it's so funny. I don't know if it's him yelling it or if it's teammates afterwards, but they're screaming, How did you score that? <laughs> like, how did that happen? It's so
1: funny. I didn't hear that. I gotta go find that. It's, uh but, yeah, that was unbelievable effort there from Clark Walter. He is this week's Loading Lacrosse. Look at this. Look at that moment of the week. And uh, give the boys a follow on the Instagram. Loading Lacks is where you can find them. Um, give their website a, a look as well at loadinglax.com. I'm just having a look here, Tino. You know, soon the shirts will be up there, I'm sure. And uh, the classmates can get their lacrosse classified T-shirts and all that other stuff as well. Uh, I know they're going through uh, defensive shafts like Dickens right now. Uh, we are not done here on quarter number 1. We still have to get to our RICOR construction. Stand out players of the week.
2: I'm a
1: hard working man. I will hard Hard working man. I can ride I'm getting better at Brooks and Dunn, I think. I've been working on it all week long, Tino. Did somebody tell you you're getting better, or do you just think you're getting better? Because there's a big difference. (laughs) It's probably the latter. (laughs) Rycor uh, Construction, proud sponsors of the Rycor Standout Player of the Week. And Rycor, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Rycor Construction Inc. You can find their website at www.rycorconstruction.ca. Their email, their phone number, all that stuff on the website. But they specialize in interior and exterior renovations, kitchens, bathrooms, full home renos, additions, flooring, finishing, backyard transportation transformations and when they do it they make it stand out quality craftsmanship exceptional client experience it's two things you want in a construction company and Rycor will provide both of them and they make it stand out speaking of standing out your Rycor construction standout player of the week please
0: Yeah, this is an easy one for me. I'm going with Connor Kiernan over there for the New York Riptide, who, of course, got the game winner in a unbelievable win over the Seals. And it was it was awesome to listen to the broadcast because it was like moments before he scores this goal that that was the eventual winner. They, there was mention of, oh, if New York can get a goal here, the roof is going to blow off this place. And it was like it, it, the most poetic timing in the world. As soon as they say that, Connor Kiernan kind of on his wrong side actually just fires one pass to and it and it ends up standing up as the game winner. This New York team is rolling right now. Uh, Kiernan is is the guy over on that side across the floor from Teet. So it's it's awesome to see some production coming from someone not named Jeff Teet. He's and, sneaky, uh, dude. Sneaky, sneak. I mean, I don't even know if you can say sneaky good anymore. He's just straight up good. But it's a super emotional goal, and and he's my standout player of the week.
1: Kiernan gets it. Uh, Gregoire has just joined the call. He can make the judgment. Oh yeah, live call. We love this. Now, as uh, you're going with Kiernan, I was thinking maybe I should probably go with a goalie or maybe a defenseman. But since he went O guy. I think it's a pretty easy choice for me, and I think it'll be pretty easy for P. Greggy as well to select one Ryan Sheridan, who I mentioned you know, how to sit down from TK and and gowns, you know, they weren't quite happy with where the kids game was at. And, you know, they did the same thing with Knox earlier in the year. And it looks like he has responded the way that you want a young guy to respond after after getting a healthy and Sheridan did the exact same thing. The rookie goes off for five and a few of them In absolutely spectacular fashion as well as you get a little taste of the the speed, the power, the finesse, and the straight-up athleticism of the top draft pick there out of uh, Nanaimo, man. Ryan Sheridan gets my RyCor standout player of the week. Connor Kiernan is Santino's as uh welcome to the podcast Pat Gregoire. who wipe uh,
0: that look off your who's face. Who's got that? You know you're going to shoot me down.
1: <laughs> who's got the better standout player of the week this week? Give it to me. This this one's Hang tough, on. guys. Hang bro. on, Pat. <laughs> Hang on a second. Just let me put on my cool bat hat before we make the selection. Uh,
3: no no pandering, no pandering.
1: <laughs> this one's honestly
3: really tough. Obviously, when you look at Sheridan, um you laid it out perfectly. It was great to see him kind of getting really more involved in the off- offense. And it seems like this coaching staff does a really good job with some of those young guys with a little bit of love. On the flip side, Kiernan, huge win for the Riptide. He has just been such a huge part in that offense and a reason why they've turned things around. I'm going to see him this weekend in Montreal. Uh, you know, he's my co-acting oh, so partner now, oh
1: you're worried about seeing him in montreal i see where this is going i see where but, this is going but there's a but there's a but the right the right pick
3: because i mean kieran has been standing out all year long and for the last few seasons this is the standard of the
1: week right just this the week. week here yes we and for right. me
3: he just stood out a little ah, more this
1: week. yeah I'm going to I'm shove going you into a locker. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Good luck. Nicely done, Pat Gregoire. Nicely done. Uh, now that you've said that, by the way, I'm still waiting for that cool bet prize pack for the old Sean Wesley eye heads yes. shout out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not above public shaming here, clearly. So uh, just uh, I check my mail on a daily basis. And.
3: Don't even bother checking. Hasn't been sent out. Okay. That's
1: on me. <laughs> okay.
3: I will. Uh, I'm making a note right now. All right. Uh, I will get. I'll get my guy Jake on the case. We already have
1: your sizes. I right, love so. it. And yes, it
3: Tino. I'll, I'll add in
1: something. Yes, little. residual. A little, a little sympathy. A little sympathy <laughs> gift. All right. An official score now up to thirty-nine to uh, six. Shut up. Forget days. about it. Halftime time right. is upon us. Third quarter is right around the corner. Uh, Patty will stay with us and deliver an absolute guarantee of a parlay this week. It's our last class lock of the week. It's presented by CoolBet, and it comes up next. Stay classified.
3: This is Mike Triolo, and you're listening to Lax Class.
1: Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we are into quarter number two here on Lax Class 274. Second quarter action, as always, brought to you by On Top Roofing. Honest roofing at honest prices. Word of mouth is super important to On Top Roofing, and the words are coming out of my mouth right now. This is a company you can trust to do the proper work and do it honestly you're not going to get screwed around here if you got to get your roof fixed nobody wants to go through that and then have to worry about the people that they're working with and one of the best things about on top is when they're done the work they make it look like they were never even there they clean up and make it even probably a little bit cleaner than when they actually arrived to your house to fix your roof that's the kind of performance you're going to get from On Top Roofing. Give these folks a call, and if you need to get your roof done, look no further. This is where you want to go, On ontop-roofing.ca, or give them a call at 604-809-6990. Do not delay. Give On Top Roofing a call today. As uh, we welcome here to Lax Class, and I was lamenting off the top that it's been uh, well overdue that we've Welcome to, you to Lax Class 1. David Brock of the Halifax Thunderbirds, who is now in his 14th year in the National Lacrosse League and still running and gunning. Had a goal, had an assist in that big 12-10 victory. I think uh four cause turnovers in there as well for David Brock. It's uh the Brock Star, it's the Brocket ship, it's Big Daddy, it's even Mr delicious david brock joining us here on lax class uh, welcome to the show man thanks for doing this
4: hi yeah thanks guys yeah i've acquired a few handles over the years what's uh, your favorite because uh, i, know, uh, oh, I man. know
1: i know mr delicious is at the top of my list but i think oh, only one person calls you
4: that's certainly a good ego stroke but <laughs> I've, I've always kind of referred to myself as big daddy so i like that one too but hey i i like them all I, i've been certainly been called a lot
1: worse absolutely as we all have uh well maybe we'll start at uh just this last weekend and maybe work our way back we'll jump around here a little bit man but uh twelve ten over las vegas and i kind of made the comment that over the last couple of weeks here it looks like you guys have kind of started to find your game and and you're playing halifax thunderbirds lacrosse over the last few weeks
4: yeah you know every every night is a challenge every team is really good um so you certainly have to bring your a game and We've been doing that, We're, you know, Mike and, 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 uh, suits and, and, uh, Stu Mungus, they do a really good job preparing us for each individual opponent in each, uh, game we have. So yeah, things have been going well. Um, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun being back and, um
1: uh, well, let's, yeah. let's go from there. I mean, first off, I don't know what it's like having suits as a defensive coach and I, man, I don't want to bring up, uh, demons here or not, but like you guys had a, a little go in the summer that did not end well for you yeah it's uh... it's funny because our our, uh, our trainer was asking me uh have you ever
4: had any injuries <laughs> right when i was you know the other night i was complaining you know this hurts that hurts She said, have you ever had any significant injuries And just so and suits was in the room and i turned and i pointed to suits and i said well as a matter of fact i have uh, and i told her the whole story and yeah. uh that but you know what Before...
1: that was a scary one
4: yeah it was a scary one and i'm still uh Still dealing with it a little bit, even to this day. I've got, uh, you know, a plate and six screws, and Jeez. you know, he's a tough, tough SOB. I still tell him it was a lucky punch, yeah. But, uh, if
1: I had to do it again, I maybe uh, maybe I'd think twice, okay. but uh, okay. Well, I <laughs> you mean, know, so I, I, what's I, it like been playing for suits, and then you know, maybe before that, David, like. You know, you, you didn't start the year. It was kind of like, oh, is he coming? Is he not coming? But I'm watching you play here in the President's Cup in Oakville. You're still out there playing for a senior B championship. I had a feeling that the, the call or the itch was just going to get too too much to, to not scratch, and, and back you came. But what put you over the top to, to come back for another year? um
4: what put me over the top to come back for another I just love it I I, I just was missing it I, I I've been doing this for so long I've been, I've been playing the game since I was three I played it you know at all levels and just sitting sitting around watching and I felt like I still had something to give and something to offer um and I just saw how much fun the guys were having and you know I'd have guys on the Thunderbirds checking in with me almost daily to see what was going on and it, You know, it just, uh, you know, teams heading in the right direction and the city of Halifax, it's flourishing in the city of Halifax and it's something I just really wanted to be a part of. When you did
0: eventually come to that decision that that you do want to come back and the team kind of decided that, that like, yes, we we want to have you back, like, maybe talk about what, what the preparation for someone like you was. Like, was there was there a, lot of a period of time where, lot where you felt like you had to get yourself back into game shape before you could bring it up to them, or did they bring it up to you and then you started deciding to get back into game shape? Like, what was the process like for you before you got back into the lineup?
4: So that's a, that's a good question and sort of how, how it all played out was, um, you know, there was some back and forth, uh, negotiations in the summertime and I just had I have two young children and of course, as we all know, family is, uh, family first. Um, so anyways, there was a little bit of back and forth between Scott Campbell and I about, you know, if I was going to play and just contract negotiation and that type of thing. Anyway, ultimately, I decided that I wanted to sign with Halifax because that's where I want to end my career. Um, <clears throat> but I, I wasn't ready at that particular time just because of personal reasons, family stuff, and and, and just wanted to. I felt like it wasn't ready to, to start traveling um, and being away from my family at that point. So I told Scott, I asked, I asked Scott, um, hey, can we put me on the holdout list? And that way it will allow me to stay a part of the program kind of at our arm's length and um, do what i need to do and perhaps in the new year we can chat and sort of figure out if you know what the next step is and it was just a couple of days before uh, a couple days after christmas and and scott reached out to me and he said hey what are we doing here do you want to retire do you want to go on the retired list or keeping you on the holdout list what do you want to do? And I, to be honest with you guys, I hadn't even really thought about it a whole heck of a lot. Uh, you know, I was busy with the holidays and work and family. And, and after I got off the phone with Scott, I, I kind of kicked myself and I said, I, I didn't really ask him what, what, why, why are you calling me? Right? Like, are, is there any interest on their end? So I let about a week go by and started working out and thinking, you know, the itch sort of started to come back after I spoke to Scott. So I called him and I said, Hey, what, what's the deal? Why are you calling me? He said, to be honest with you, we hadn't even really thought about you. We, I said, am I on your plans? He said, no, you're not. Um, you know, we sort of moved on, and I just checking in to see what the hell you were doing. So I said, well, if there is an opportunity, you know, I'm, I'd, I'd like to explore it. She so said, okay, let me talk to Kurt. Sorry, I'm a little long-winded answer here, guys. No, no, no. But he said, let me talk to Kurt, uh, and I'll see if, you know, there's an opportunity. Like, he's got to keep in mind, right? If they bring me out, potentially somebody's going to lose a job, Yeah. right? yeah. Plus that, that, that hefty started, paycheck
1: you're making there, Brocky. Uh, that's that,
4: that hefty paycheck. Yeah, what I tell people, <laughs> VetMax Vet Max spread over three years is what I'm getting paid. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Scott talked to Kurt and Mike, and they said, yeah, bring him out, put him on the evaluation period and see what he can do. And sort of between Scott calling me around Christmas time and me getting on the evaluation period, there's probably about a month in there. And I went uh, pretty hard in the, in the gym. I, I knew that if I was going to do this, I would need to be physically fit. I didn't want to go out and embarrass myself. I didn't want to go out and get injured. Um, So I really, you know, I bought the Peloton. I'm on the Peloton five days a week and in the gym a couple days a week. And really, really, you know, I want to end this thing on a. And how you feel it? uh, Hey, how you feel it? How am I feeling? Well, I got a a bag of ice on my knee right now. Um, but I, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling light. Like I've, I've lost some weight. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling youthful. I'm feeling really, really, really good. And one thing that, that more importantly than physically, mentally, I'm feeling good. And I'm feeling like I want to do this and I want to be there and it's exciting. Good. And it's something that I really want to be a part of. Whereas the last couple of years, it was a bit of a chore. It's something, you know, oh, I got lacrosse night. Oh, I got to fly to hell. And you sort of start to resent it, take it for granted. But now I'm at the point where, hey, fuck! I can't. Pardon my French. No, no. I can't wait for practice. I can't wait for practice. You know, we have that practice off tonight, but the last three or four Tuesdays we practiced, and is this, you know, uh, I, you know, I really look really look forward to it.
1: Is this the championship roster in Halifax, David? When everybody's right and you know the boys are going, is can you guys do it?
4: When everybody's right and the boys are going, absolutely, not a doubt in my mind. We are uh, we're complete from from you know one through twenty four. Uh, we have excellent goaltending. Jake Withers, the MVP of the league. Uh, you know we can put the ball in the net. We can keep it out of our net. But on the other hand, we're our biggest our biggest uh, what do they say? Our, our biggest enemy is or uh, is us, right? The, we beat ourselves. We have yeah. a tendency to do that. Get ourselves in sticky situations. And what do you think that is? Uh, Why? Why does that? Oh, put me on the spot here. Um, I think we almost overthink the game a little bit. Um, you know, we have a good mix of young guys and veterans and a lot of smart players, a lot of talented players, a lot of uh, athletic, a lot of good athletes. But I think one thing we do is we almost overthink things. And I like the the old adage, kit, the KISS method, keep it simple, stupid. And sometimes I think we get away from that and try to, you know, just try to do too much and I just, I just try to remind getting the guys, you know, just efficiency of movements and, 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 you know, we got a hell of a team and there's no reason that, that, that we're not a championship caliber, but if anyone's going to get in our way, it's, it's going to be us. So, but you know what, as, as my three years there, we've sort of, uh, got away from that a little bit as the, you know, the team's matured, guys have matured, the group has come together more and more every year and we've got more familiar with the coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera that hasn't been the case so much this year. So yeah, I I think uh, every team is good. So that being said, yes, we're a championship team, but I think there's seven or eight championship teams out there. So can't get comfortable. Can't get complacent. Got to keep working. Got to stay fit. Got to stay mentally sharp. And, and uh, you know, it's a long, long, long season injuries happen. And I think guys start getting a little bit uh, bored and tune out a little bit. You got to block out the noise. Just keep carrying on.
0: Uh, you mentioned something earlier that kind of piqued my interest a little bit when you were talking about uh, yourself getting back in shape and, and game ready and you talked about how you feel youthful, like you have this energy and all that kind of stuff. With you being at a point in your career now where where you're a veteran on this lineup and you have guys on this team that are you know, babyface rookies into the league, like guys like Kalen Mander or, or uh, Aaron Woods, who's been contributing a lot in the last couple of weeks, what role do you play as a veteran on the team to those young guys, especially when, like I said, or like you said, you're kind of in a position now where you, you kind of feel almost like youthful, light, energetic all over again?
4: Yeah, I just try to be myself, you know, and and I'm kind of a happy-go-lucky, fun guy. I don't really take things too seriously, and I don't want to be out of character to try and you know, lead by example or set an example. I just, I just, I myself, and I think guys appreciate that. And I think guys look up to, to me just because of the, you know, my, my, my abilities or maybe my abilities in the past, I should say. So, you know, I just try to stay positive and, 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 you know.
1: <laughs> I think you do a good job of leading by example too, David, right? Like you just kind of show these young guys what it means to be a pro and what it takes to be a pro.
4: Yeah, exactly. Lead, lead by example i've done it a long time you know i've seen a lot of things over my 13 or 14 years and i've learned a lot of lessons over my 13 or 14 years how many flights have you missed in your really...
1: career david brock what's that how many flights have you missed over your career
4: you know what it's funny i was just telling my dad uh a few weeks ago uh, i've missed one i've only missed one i'm pretty responsible that way but one night at the mohegan sun uh, <laughs> you know i got into the i got another maker's mark and uh, <laughs> LeBlanc. Uh, Stephon LeBlanc, you yeah, uh, yeah. didn't do what a good roommate does, and I actually probably he left he did hang up. I think he, he, you know what, he he was he was heading back to to Halifax, I think, because he resides in Halifax, and I was heading back to Toronto, and uh, he was heading out before me. But yeah, he left me hanging, and uh. he said when I when he left, I was fully clothed, lying on my bed with a half-eaten Bobby Flay burger on my chest, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, that was the only, the only, uh, the only flight I've ever missed and lesson learned. Love it. I, I did almost miss another one, but, uh, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Billy D dragged me through the, uh, gotcha. Philadelphia airport That's a couple a of years ago and made sure teammate. I got on that flight.
1: That's a teammate right there. Tell me mm-hmm. where's the ceiling for this Ryan Tara Oh
4: boy. He is good. Um, he's incredible. He, I say, if he didn't grow up in, uh, if you had a grown up with a football in his hands, he'd be playing in the NFL. Um, he's just such a dynamic athlete. He has the ability to be the best player in the league. Wow. He's, he's fast. He's strong. He's smart. Nicest guy in the world. Excellent teammate. He's freaking
1: Picks things no up ceiling. pretty quick too, eh? Like seems like to figure things out pretty quickly.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He, he figured it out pretty fast. You know, he's still got some learning to do, but, uh, when he does get himself out of position, he's just so fast. He can recover so 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 quickly that uh, you know he can make up for it. He's he's fun to play with. He's fun to watch. He gets people on their feet uh, at the at the at the nest there in Halifax. He gets the crowd. You know, just the the, the things he does. He's somersaulting with the ball. He's swim moving guys. He's he's doing backflips. He's he's uh, he's quite an electrifying athlete.
0: I think the the somersault has become my my favorite dodge <laughs> in like the, the in the entirely yeah, deal. Entire like the whole part yeah. sort of
1: Globetrotters,
0: <laughs> This coming weekend is. Uh, I mean, of course, you guys aren't aren't playing in it, but it, it's a game going on between Toronto and New York over there in, in Laval. And you know, this is a year removed from you know an outdoor game being played in, in San Diego. Do you like? What, what do you think about these initiatives or or these movements that the that the league is making to? Play these games in in some I don't know not I, I don't know want to say unusual environments but some different environments than, than what fans have been used to seeing.
4: I think it's great. I think it's you know it's I saw the Montreal Canadiens tweeting a couple of weeks ago that they were they had um, you know all their players trying to play lacrosse I guess out by their dressing room being Gallagher and uh, whomever and they're tweeting about it so they're excited about it. Uh, I think it's great to to get more eyeballs on it and kind of diversify a little bit and just change things up a little bit. I think it's exciting and uh, engaging
1: here with David Brock, just uh last one for me, Brocker. And that's, you know, you, you mentioned work and family and stuff away from the game. So I'm kind of interested to know what you do when you're, you're not playing lacrosse. And then, you know, when you are done playing lacrosse, we kind of chatted about this as well. You want to stay involved and connected to the game in some sort of fashion, including maybe a potential uh, slide up into the broadcast booth in some sort of fashion as well. This is uh, maybe a, a medium that you are interested in in, in diving into post playing career. So what are you doing you know, away from the game and what do you think you want to do when you're done playing?
4: Oh, it's funny your your uh, your ad there off the top. It kind of got me thinking. I'm in the home improvement industry myself, and I thought, wow, that was a good ad. Maybe I could get Jumbo to do one for uh, for us over here in well, Ontario. there's opportunities
1: uh, to uh, sponsor the podcast. Th- we can talk. We can talk. <laughs> we can
4: talk. I'm in the uh, the uh, window and door business. I uh, I sell windows and doors, residential uh, windows and doors here in the Golden Horseshoe area. I've okay. been doing that for about uh, six the years. Golden yeah, Horseshoe. It. It where me... where
1: is the Golden Horseshoe? I'm not familiar.
4: The Golden Horseshoe. Whoa, jumbo, Jumbo, uh, you got a lot to learn I know it's uh, It spans around the Lake Ontario From about Niagara Falls Okay, through Hamilton And then wraps around Burlington, Oakville um, <laughs> Toronto, up to about Oshawa
1: Okay, okay. well when, when I'm thinking Golden Horseshoe, Burlington And uh, Niagara And where where else were there Hamilton, that uh, didn't uh, really I didn't connect Golden And Hamilton together for some no. reason <laughs> it might be
4: a little too far west to be in the golden horseshoe anyway but uh, you look at the map you'll see the the horseshoe that the uh, lake ontario makes so yeah. i'm in the i'm in the home improvement industry i've been doing that for about six years i, I it gives me the flexibility to to do what i do yeah um yeah so i enjoy it the, and going forward um you know i want to stay involved and i know i'm going to stay involved one way or the other whether it's at uh, coaching my kids or uh, maybe getting a job in the NLL or up in the broadcast booth, you know, or, or you know, maybe they'll introduce the radio broadcast because like I say, more of a face for radio, but, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to stay involved one way or the other. Any, it, it, it's the games I've it's given so much to me and, and I want to, you know, I, I look at look what happened to me. I've retired twice just about for crying out loud. Wow. And this last time I was away from the game for about, uh, I don't know, three or four months. And I just, I just Didn't got it. the itch and could not do it. Yeah, couldn't do it. It's the medicine game, and, you know, I needed a little medicine, so here we are.
1: Well, hey, man, looks like there's still gas left in the tank to me. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the season and the Thunderbirds trying to go for a championship this year. Appreciate you, you doing this, and uh, who knows, man. Maybe we'll uh, see you in Ladner this summer for uh, another run at the Prezi.
4: I'd like that. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Been a pleasure, and all the best to you.
1: Thank you. Where well, there is David Buck, Mr. Delicious. Uh, big daddy, David Brock, right there, Tino. Uh, I'm glad we finally had a chance to, to run down David Brock here on the podcast. And what a, what a stalwart, outstanding defenseman he has been in this league for a long, long time. And one of those guys that I think every team needs to have on their roster, just one of those stabilizers, a guy that can show you how to do things, and a little veteran savvy to go along with it and uh he's been a good player for a long long time.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And it's it's so cool like I love in whatever sport it is when when ex-players move up into the into the broadcast booth. I think it adds such a a different dynamic to to the broadcast and and to the game entertainment getting these stories during uh, during games or or seeing a different perspective from somebody that's that's so closely attached to the game, seeing them describe plays, it's awesome. And, I mean, you're everybody listening to this interview is, uh, I bet you they're probably thinking before the end of it, like, hey, this guy's got a, a, a pretty good voice for for radio. Yeah,
1: well-spoken. I just can't believe Steph LeBlanc sewered him like that at the casino. <laughs> just left him. Burger on his chest. Unbelievable. Uh, good chat there with David Brock. Uh, that means we're halfway through the podcast, still halfway to go. Patty Gregoire will uh, join us in quarter number three. Uh, you know what I just realized is that Patty joined us in quarter one. Then we jumped to quarter three to record, not realizing that we hadn't recorded quarter number two. So it's going to sound weird that Pat was there in one and then comes back in three in between the David Brock. Now you know the secrets behind Lacrosse Classified. We taped David Brock last. Deal with it. Uh, Good chat there. We're off to quarter three. Lax Class Lock of the Week. Greg Warr will be back, by the way, and uh, we'll go from there. Stay classified.
0: This is Kyle Buchanan, and you're listening to Lax Class.
1: Welcome back to Lax Class. We're into third quarter action. Uh, Halftime's over. Third quarter. That's always the time to please remind you to subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening to the podcast right now, hit that subscribe button, smash the five-star review button, and give us a follow on social media as well, at Lacrosse Classified on Insta, at laxclass on the X, and you'll find our personal handles in the bios there as well. Please do all that, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Third quarter is also brought to you by CoolBet.com. Go to CoolBet. I know they probably absolutely raked it in over Sunday and the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll talk to Pat about that, how much money passed through the turnstiles at CoolBet there. I know I laid down a good chunk on different props, and that was a lot of fun to pay attention to. Coolbet.com, they got all the sports up there, including the National Cross League, even that Outdoor League, a little, some kind of series going on where you can get down on that if you want (laughs) as well. Hockey, basketball, UFC, golf, tennis, curling, disc golf season right around the corner. Pat Gregoire, welcome back to... uh, core number three. Let's get into this right now. It's time for the Lax Class Lock of the Week. Lock
2: of the Week. Hey, let's lock and load it! Yeah! I am going to be a very rich kid. Ooh, It's a big lock, all right.
1: Oh, Patty, you heard it right there. We have yet to add on the money drop to our Lax Class Lock of the Week. That is why you are here. Now, I need to to bow down a little bit, I got into you guys over there at OTCB <laughs> last week, uh, saying there was a little cowardly, how you get the fans to pick your parlay and, you, you know, maybe lob up a couple of softies from time to time. I tried to do that last week, went heavy, favorites, got me nowhere, one for three, you cashed your parlay over there at OTCB last week, so I... I Defer to the, the professional, and uh, you are going to select this week's parlay. I've guaranteed the classmates it's going to win. No pressure. Let's hear it. No pressure at all, and and just
3: disclaimer, just because I work in the industry does not mean <laughs> I am a professional. Right. I have lost my share fair of bets. If you followed my picks and my props of the Super Bowl, you would know that very, very Easily. But uh last week was great. Uh we had the, the over in Rochester, Georgia. We took the under in Calgary, Toronto. That one I think cashed by maybe half a goal. Twenty one total. And there, then the, and then and then the Riptide. Uh that one was uh Riptide plus two and a half. Oh man. Should've
1: should have went straight money line and, and uh we would have got more jumbo
3: bucks. We would have got more. Why uh, were, were they
1: paying in. straight up on the money line going into that? That's a good question. Like, I probably I like I plus four hundred or something like that. I would bet.
3: It probably. I was going to say probably like 375. three seventy five. I'm yeah. sure if I can pull it up before I leave. But yeah, no, it was it was a good good little parlay. I did call you guys out. Yeah, I did call I you out. It.
1: I uh, <laughs> we I deserved it. I deserved it.
3: And uh, yeah, so let's try to keep the winning ways okay. here. Uh, I've, it's already up on Cool Bet. So by the time you look here, you will have your options to choose and because there is i'll get to the other one in just a bit but let's focus on this one okay all right it's buffalo halifax friday night in the nest one of those two teams meet uh fireworks ensue Uh, i think we're going to be hearing the fireworks that we hear in that building a lot uh i think it's going to be over 23 and a half so we're going to add that one there uh i also am going to go with a total as well it's halifax again because they've got the dreaded doubleheader, but it's actually a Friday, Sunday, yeah. which is a little weird. They'll have some time to rest up. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be enough time to rest up their offense, though. Uh, they're a little bit older. So I'm going to go with the under in Halifax, Calgary, under 23 and a half. Okay. I know Calgary's starting to heat up, but Christian Delbianco's starting to heat tough up. To as well. so on. Like tough other. to
1: score on. Tough to
3: score on. Very tough to score on. And last but certainly not least, arguably the most desperate team in the NLL right now the Colorado Mammoth I'm not taking the win I'm just taking them to keep this one close plus one and a half you put that all together think it worked out to be like plus 575 ish but my buddies over at cool bet decided to boost it all the way up to plus six
1: that's
2: why you love it
1: just get a little cool bit juice on that. And that's what the lax class parlay is all about. Like it's, you get a little extra when you go with the lax class parlay.
3: And of course, that's, that's exactly why you should. And when you do sign up, make sure you use the promo code. I know I'm on the show here. I know I've got another promo code <laughs> yeah. on another podcast, okay. but make sure you use lax class. One word. Your man mad. One a man of the people, but I will plug. And this is—I know week, Jenner's so picking OTCB this, loses, this
1: way. So you guys are going head to head this week, essentially. You're you're, so, you're stepping out on him. You're cheating on him, but you're also going head to head here.
3: He called his own number. He he sent me over parlay and said, "Hey, how does this look?" So okay. he he must have seen the glory. Well, I like our the chances, then,
1: Patty. I like well, our chances. I'm not gonna say don't go with Teddy's bet here. Go
3: with both because they don't flash each other. But if you really want to oh, win, oh, that's money,
1: good. I hate that. Like when you got differing and you can't win. Oh, and I win. know. There's not, that's not good.
3: I know. That's not fun. So, and unfortunately, I know we don't like normally playing that Friday night game because then the parlay is over before the weekend even really starts. But with a weird schedule this week, we had to go with at least one Friday game. Okay. Give it to me. What is it? All right. So, so Teddy's is, uh, Toronto, New York under 23 and a half. Like it. Philly, Vegas over 22 and a half. Mm, Yeah, okay. And then he's going with Calgary plus one and a half on Sunday against the Thunderbirds. That one there is at plus 510. What
1: Calgary, what does that pay? Plus one and a half at home against Halifax.
3: Uh good second. Let me just flip over to the NL tab because I was on the exclusive tab. Uh minus one sixty-four or one sixty-seven.
2: So
1: hmm. okay. uh Q return of thirty-one ninety-eight. I I that's that's decent. That's decent. You know what I uh got I had a buddy sign up on the cool Bet just yesterday, in fact. And he was like asking me about essentially insurance on parlays how like they'll offer you a cash out option say you're playing a six game parlay and you get like four of them right Coolbet will often offer you a cash out like you can just take the money and run without actually having to get the last two games right you'll get a discounted cash out obviously but he's like oh can you get notifications i'm like i don't know about that but indeed you can which is super cool so like you know, you play a parlay over the course of a week-long schedule or something, you can get notifications when a cash-out is offered to you, which I thought was super cool. And then he also told me about the incoming bets tab, which I have never, ever clicked on. And essentially what this is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Patty, but these are other people's parlays that have been played on the site. And you can go through all these, and if you see one that you like, you just play it too. Yeah, it's it's a very cool tab. You know,
3: I, I try to talk about uh, it as much as I, I can. Um, it's really cool. So if you're on the homepage, just click that incoming bets tab, and I'm on it right
1: now. Me too. Um, look and, at this it, one. It, Let me can... do this one right here. This guy, <laughs> look at this. You know, it is a plus 610,000 parlay <laughs> that this guy has bet 28 cents on, That gets him a return of $1,700 on a 28-cent bet. That is for essentially like, I don't know, 14 German soccer games.
3: (laughs) Unreal. Yeah. And it's cool too. So like you can check out all tickets, you can do live bets, you can do parlays. Heck you can even check what's coming through each country if you want to check. Cause obviously cool bet. I know we obviously operate here in, in Canada, but we're all over the world as well. So you can check to see where else you can also narrow it down by sport. Obviously you can't go into every single sport, but you can check out hockey, football, basketball, curling, MMA specials, and baseball. and you can see where the person's betting it. You can copy the ticket. If you like that ticket, just click that copy yeah. and it comes up. Say if you there's a 6 game parlay and there's one game where you're like, eh, "I don't know about that." Click copy the ticket. And then you can still edit the ticket after and make it to the way really? that you want to. So that's cool. Yes, you can. So just if you're looking for some inspiration, there's also the winners feed there as well. So you can see some of the biggest wins in either the sports book or the casino and take a look, see what their their ticket was there. You know, we we do call ourselves the most transparent sports book uh, in the world, so we, we gotta live
1: up to that and uh well, i did those not are know that schools. that's something right yes. there. uh the other yeah, thing so. let's not for also forget here patty disc golf pro tour begins in just a couple of weeks start down there in florida i know you got some odds up for uh potential major winners and futures and all that sort of stuff and it looks like uh the all-star event for this weekend is is on there as well for the ladies so far anyways but uh i talk about disc golf here on on the podcast a lot and uh So much so that, guys, I think I'm going to start my own disc golf podcast here in the next couple of weeks before the tour starts. And I'm going to have some fun with this with a buddy of mine. It's going to be called the Ace Pot Podcast. And, Patty, I was going to talk to you about this, and and we probably should at some other point, but because CoolBet offers up disc golf odds, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe uh, CoolBet and the Ace Pot Podcast might uh, be able to butt a relationship together as well.
3: Uh, I, I think we can spark up a conversation for sure. As as you guys uh, know, Coolbet is located in Estonia. Oh, Krista uh, Tatar. The Patty. hottest thing in, t- in disc golf. Just and got sponsored is
1: sponsored by Porsche, believe it or not. Oh, there it's not a big deal.
3: Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah. So uh Coolbet loves their disc golf, Estonia, Europe. It's huge over there. It's really starting to grow over here. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's let's, let's get to some. Well, okay, hang
0: there. on a sec though. Pat, I need to hear I'm sure you've heard Jake. <laughs> call golf ball golf oh, what then, do you then, can then, i please get a response
3: stick, here because i feel like i'm golf. taking crazy Let i start calling i'm like being stick golf? i could here. call it
1: stick golf
3: it's the most preposterous thing thank on the you internet. <laughs> gotta on the go Pat,
1: internet, uh, thanks for joining us here i hope, damn well hope your parley uh comes through for the people and uh i'll be checking my mail on a regular basis over the next uh, couple of weeks here
3: You got it. And in all seriousness, guys, thanks so much. What you guys do for cool bet. We really appreciate it. Uh, So many people ride with your guys parlays uh, using your bonus code. It it helps us out and you know, we're, we're happy to support you guys. And of course we're happy to support the game of lacrosse.
1: Love it, man. Uh, Thanks for making a little time for us this week and uh, have a good call this weekend and we'll catch up soon. I'm sure. Sounds good boys. Take it easy. Cheers! There he is, Patrick. We didn't even talk about the whole slap shot feature there with Patty that he did with Kiernan. Uh, his I don't know why that slipped by me, but uh, that was one of the most fun things I, I've I think I've ever seen the NLL produce. That was great. It's
0: too bad he's just not on the call anymore. Too bad Ow. he already said goodbye.
1: Enough's Tough enough. Tough luck. Enough. Enough. We got to get to quarter four anyways. <laughs> Who you got, na- Patty? If you want to ride with us in quarter four, you can do that and make your picks with us if you want. You want to hang out?
0: He he left. Oh, he right did. after I said Shit. that.
1: we tried all right there you go quarter four it's uh, coming up next stay classified EP274 returns after this Associated Labels and Packaging a fun family company that offers premium
0: quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service with 40 years of experience an extensive product catalog and an ever growing fleet of equipment Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level
1: This is Rob Williams and you're listening to Locks Class. Now it's time for Who You Got? Welcome back to Lax Class. Fourth quarter, no more breaks And fourth quarter. action. I think I forgot to mention in quarter number three. Let's make it here in quarter number four. Associated labels and packaging Our good friends. Uh, my buddy, Sean Ashworth, I talk about all the time. Huge Niners fan. He's got to be heartbroken. Probably didn't even go to work this week. Just laying low and uh, trying to recover from probably what is heavy depression right now. Uh, sorry, Sean, but uh, make him happy and use associated labels and packaging. If you have a need, Need for a label or a package, give these folks a call or check out their website associatedlp.com for all your label and packaging needs. Week number 11 was absolutely dreadful for you, Santino. I don't even really want to, like, I, I feel like super mean spirited uh, with how poorly you actually did last week, so I don't even really want to bring up how far down the standings you are and and how terrible the year I don't want want to talk about how how dreadful it's been for you I don't want to hurt your feelings discussing the dismal performance. You're the, the
0: longer you're talking, the more you're hurting my feelings. So let's move on. <laughs> I was
1: just waiting for you. This is waiting for you. Needless to say, I am uh hosting once again and shout out to Dan Moray who uh corrected me on how to pronounce his name properly. One week number one of who you got this year. Second two-time winner Dan Moray out of your hometown of Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Uh, is a two-time winner now, as he was uh, better than everybody in week number 11. Tough week for Challenger who fell out of the lead pretty damn quick as well. Um, We'll update the overall standings next week. We got a bit of a time crunch here, Tino, so let's get into this. Week number 12. It's time once again to play your favorite podcast game.
0: Who
2: you got?
1: Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Who you
0: got? Who you got? Who you got? Who
2: you got? Who you, 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 you got? Who you
1: got? What do we got? One, two, three, four, five games on the docket. Three Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday. Let's make it tight. Here we go. Buffalo and Halifax, both five and three. Thunderbirds at home to the bandits. Thunderbirds playing twice this weekend. Remember that. Bandits, Thunderbirds, who you got?
0: I think Halifax is hot right now. I think Buffalo coming off of a win. It'll be a close game, but that suffocating environment in Halifax. Give me the T-Birds for an eight.
1: Well, only simply because you are awful at making picks, this leads me to believe that the Bandits will win this game. So I'm just going to go ahead and take Buffalo for a five. Off to Laval and Place Bell. As uh, the big Montreal game going down, we should probably should have talked to Pat about that as well. Toronto and New York, and this game sets up beautifully. Now Toronto coming off that loss to Calgary, riptide on a heater. Technically, I think the riptide are the home game in this or home team in this situation, but I think it's probably going to be more of a pro Toronto crowd if I had to venture a guess on this. Six and two, rock five and four, tied. Who you got?
0: This one's a toss up. Like I I think generally I'm picking Toronto here, but because of the travel, like this, this could completely change things up. And New York is arguably the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, suck it, Jamie. <laughs> I'm going with the riptide. This is a five for me though.
1: Give me again. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my strategy of you suck. And I'm going to pick the opposite of whatever you're doing so far. Anyways, give me Toronto. But I'm going to temper it with a six. Last game on Friday night, Philadelphia, Las Vegas. These two teams have only ever played once in their franchise histories. Wings are two and five. They have only played seven games here. Desert Dogs, three and five. Wings at Dogs. It's mini kiss night at the Mandalay Bay. Who you got?
0: So this is the one of the week where I think I might flip-flop probably every day leading up to this game. Uh, But considering I am planning on making a huge comeback in the standings, I'm going with Vegas. This is my sixth pick.
1: I'm also going to take the desert dogs as I'm not walking into Michelob Ultra arena with them knowing that I picked somebody else uh, for a home game here. I'm not going to do it. I know where my bread is buttered Santino and Listen, I think the Dogs can just straight up win this game. I believe. Give me Vegas for a seven. Seven. Colorado, three and six. Albany Firewolves, six and two. Remember, six and 0 start. Two losses in a row now for the Firewolves. Taking on a Colorado team that just lost in overtime. They're reeling. They're three and six. Interesting game here. Really interesting game. Mammoth Firewolves. Who you got?
0: Should be a pretty well-rested Albany team, and I think that they're going to hand Colorado a back-breaking loss this weekend. Give me the Firewolves. Give me a 7.
1: Oh, man. it's going to be a real goaltending duel here. I think this one, uh, not a lot of goals in this game here. If I had to venture a guess, Jameson and Ward. I mean, I can't lose any ground to you, so I will... I might flip on this one. Right now, I'm taking Albany, and I'm going to put an eight beside the firewalls. Like I said, subject to change. Last game, Sunday. It is a nice little four o'clock start on Sunday afternoon. No more football. Tino, I can't believe football season is over. But lacrosse season is just heating up. Halifax playing their second game of the weekend after a day's break as Calgary will be sitting pretty and waiting. Three and five Roughnecks coming off that win against Toronto. Halifax with that win over Vegas. Who knows what happens Friday? Another interesting game this week. Tough picks this week. Thunderbirds, Roughnecks. Who you got? Yeah, the the
0: back-to-back games or or results this season have been all over the place. Uh, But I am going to stick with my home team special and wrap it up here by taking the Roughnecks for a nine
1: roughnecks for me as well i just think uh yeah the travel and the two games and calgary waiting and they look like a better team last week here and not i like calgary in this spot as well give me the roughnecks for a nine don't forget to save your picks don't forget to put your tiebreaker in even if you're one of those automated picks. People still got to put your tiebreaker in there and save and apply to uh, be in the running in case you have any tiebreakers at the end of the week. And I bet you with a five game slate here, two people are going to tie for the league lead or the week lead for this week. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast this week. Classmates, you guys are the best. Uh, we really appreciate the support. And as we do from our sponsors as well, cool Bet Rycor, On Top Roofing, Associated Labels and Packaging, and Loading, Lacrosse, of course. I want to thank David Brock for stopping by the podcast as well uh, from the Halifax Thunderbirds. That was great. And we'll be back next week, every week, 275. Big one. Coming up next week. We'll talk to you then, everybody. For Santino Farah, I've been Jake Elliott for the fastest game on two feet. For the crater, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified.